0: Hello, my friends. It's Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California. Burr, It's a little bit cold in my house, so I had to run and put my sweatshirt on really quick. Uh, I got the air conditioner obviously turned way too high. Um, uh, this is a, a tough subject, um, obviously, as you can see by the title, suicide. Do you know someone? Do you know someone? Uh, it could be you, right? You can have somebody that you um, have seen over the last couple of days that has been walking around with a little bit of a, a, a dark cloud over their head. Or somebody that, that is normally pretty equal, um, pretty even uh, tempered, I guess, is the best way to put this, or, you know, has a, um, you know, just seems to be a pretty average in, in, in mood type of person. Then suddenly now they're being overly happy. I've understood, at least as a police officer, 21 years, that uh, the times that I would go to the scene of a suicide that somebody said it was really odd because they seem to be really happy. I mean, uh, like more happy than ever, and and suddenly they decided to take their life. And I just was thinking today, uh, because of um hey there, Margaret. So happy to see you. Thank you for being here. Is that um, I was watching a show called A Million Little Things, I think it's called, or A Million Different Things. I'm so sorry. It's on ABC. Uh, Hetty and I just happened to start getting into the thing, and uh, there's a uh, at the opening scene of the of the show is somebody committing suicide. And then, obviously, it is a it is a, a repeating uh, subject uh, within the um, within the uh, the series. It often comes up. Um, those of you that may be watching that don't know me, maybe somebody shared this with you. I don't know, but um, back in my um, early twenties, I had considered suicide. I actually got all the way to putting the gun into my mouth and was uh, pulling back on the trigger when. Uh, something came on the television that stopped me and I'll, I'll share a little bit of that with you right now but I I wanted to tell you first why I thought about doing this today it's because of that show uh, we were watching earlier uh, one of the one of the main characters is writing a script and apparently in that script there's some uh, subject matter in regard to suicide and it didn't leave me like I kept thinking I don't know why this keeps sticking with me why um you know why um, the the scene kept kind of reappearing in my thoughts as I was going throughout the day. Uh, And then it it dawned on me that it's Christmas time. (laughs) That's why, Uh, because I don't know, again, if you're watching the show, you know that I've talked about um, that I've I've disliked Christmas for uh, most of my adult life. There's so much stress behind it. Um, Trying to figure out what family members you're going to hang out with, uh, what family members you're going to invite to your home, uh, and, and sometimes regretting the fact that you have to be around some family members that um, the holidays are filled with stress in regard to gifts and and, and the purchasing of gifts. And sometimes you can't afford uh, to buy your children the gifts. Um, and that's been the, the case, um, you know, this year with COVID for a large number of people is that uh, a lot of us are out of work. A lot of us cannot afford anything. And the stupidity of the politics and uh, the Republicans and the Democrats and the independents and the morons that are at Washington DC, you know, they're all working, right? And they're busy shutting down businesses, busy um, arguing over whether they should give us $600 and, uh, you know, uh, you know, another country billions of dollars. Uh, and, and we look at that and we're going, what the hell, you know, what is going to happen over the next couple of years? And so I wanted to come on, uh, because this theme just seems to be reoccurring that there, we don't know what's going to happen over the next, uh, week, two weeks, month, uh, year, <laughs> two years, <laughs> the next four years. And so with all of that, uh, I started thinking about, you know what, uh, as much as everybody's sending merry christmas messages um hope you're having a great holiday all the 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 nice and cheery messages even the the show that I did earlier today had to do with a, a more cheery message this is this, this i know is not and 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 i and and i'm not sorry for doing it but i am um, I'm hoping that it will hit you, uh, those of you that see it and are watching it and are um, followers of mine that you understand that it's an important topic to talk about on, on a day like today. Because this is when quite uh, many of these situations begin to ha- happen where we begin to get a little bit depressed and um, upset and uh, dark because it just seems like, you know, out of all the days, I should be happy on, on Christmas. <laughs> you know, out of all the days of the uh, of the year... Uh, why am I not celebrating Christmas? Why am I not happy? Why am I not, uh, um, you know, why, why can't I afford uh, to buy people gifts? What's, what's going to happen? And so these dark thoughts, the the dark cloud that hangs over people's heads is one that exists and cannot be ignored. And I, and I didn't want to ignore it. I, I try to ignore it most of the day, but for whatever reason at four o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, I decided to go live and, um, um, and, and come out on the subject. My daughter just walked in too. So uh, uh, my, my little bit of stammering is because I was hoping I could I could beat her getting here and talking about this because I have to talk a little bit about myself in a, in a very dark period of time when I was in my early 20s. And I'm and not to say that that the, the idea has not, you know, it, 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 if you're saying you've never thought about uh, suicide or you've never thought or had a dark um, thought about would I would the world be better off if I wasn't around? Uh, if you've never had that thought, then you're lying. Uh, we know this in law enforcement uh, when you are being tested, when you go into your oral exam, that they said the one thing you, you don't want to say is that you've never thought about suicide. At least that's what I was told uh, because everybody does. At some point, you think about it. You don't go as far as I did uh, when I was in my early 20s, um, but you it, it is it is very unusual if it ever happened, I'm sure there's somebody out there that doesn't think about it, but where you think, where you just have one of those really bad days or a bad week or about month, you, you've maybe gotten fired from your job. You've, um, you, you know, you've lost, um, you know, you've, you've broken up, um, you know, some with somebody and your relationship is struggling or your marriage is struggling, or maybe you've lost a, a child, um, or, You just simply got bad grades and everybody expects you to get good grades. There's all these things and sometimes they all happen at once. And I understand and I'm just I'm speaking to all of you to to let you know that you are not alone uh, in these thoughts and when these things happen. The the thing that I want to uh, ask you not to do if you're watching this and you're having those thoughts is you not go through with it because you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, It may get darker. That's true uh but uh, there's a lot of um things that may happen that may virtually change your life if you just give it some time and work through it uh let me just i'll just share with you a little bit of, of my story um and and hopefully uh some of that will will cause you to kind of just get through these dark periods of time I, I, the most important thing is that you know that you're not alone in, in these thoughts um we uh, and i want to talk about our military people it, it's not um uh, it, it it's not just Those of us that, uh, you know, running a a regular life. But uh, with me, I think mine had to do with some, uh, you know, I played sports. I had some concussions. Uh, Those of us that that are either in law enforcement or been in the military, you get in fights, you get kicked in the head um you uh, are around explosions or shootings and stressful situations those things obviously with ptsd and everything also cause damage so i I, I didn't mean to avoid uh, those things because those are very difficult to get through when you have brain damage when you have um uh incidents of stress where you have um uh seen something way beyond what most people see um and and in law enforcement i i could go through a whole list of things that i saw uh, and was um, uh, a witness to uh, that cause, you know, some, some mental distress that it's very hard to get over. So I just want to visit that too. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to go off, uh, uh you know, uh, and just think that sometimes we just have a bad day and that's enough. There's other things, right? It's very difficult to get through. So, um, so I just want to talk about two subjects, uh, that I, that I want to talk about. One was that when I was young, uh, and in my early twenties, it just seemed that everything was going wrong and that sometimes is enough. Um, I, had, um, I had lost I got fired from a job I, um, I had, uh, had a, a, a girlfriend who had cheated on me she'd went to Florida with some guy and I had no idea all of a sudden I call her I go where are you she goes I'm in um, uh, Pensacola Florida that's why I've never gone to Pensacola Florida <laughs> I will never go to Pensacola Florida people say well you should go to Pensacola I'm never going there because that's where my my girlfriend who was 19, uh, went with her boyfriend or her, or, you know, the guy that she cheated on me with and was spending time in Pensacola, Florida. Um, and, and so uh, what else there's, I'm sure a couple of other things that were going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. Sometimes it doesn't take a lot. Sometimes you could just be young. Sometimes you can have a little bit, uh, you know, some concussions under your belt and some other things and just, just like two or three things could just be enough um, to cause you to do that. I, I was a reserve police officer. So I wasn't a full-time police officer. So I didn't have a job that was paying me a lot of money but as a reserve police officer, what did I have? I had access to a gun. I had a gun, it was a 45 Long Colt and uh, it was sitting next to my um, uh, nightstand uh, in my bedroom. And I thought, this is it. You know, I, I, you know, my girlfriend left me, I don't have a job and um, whatever else was going on was happening. And I decided, well, that was going to be the day that I was just going to say goodbye to the world. And I wouldn't have to deal with any of this crap any longer. And I put the gun in my mouth and I started pulling back on the trigger and then on the, the television, which was in my bedroom. Um, and I'm li- and I'm living by myself in a three bedroom house by myself in a three bedroom house. I'm laying on a waterbed in La Mirada, California. I remember like it was yesterday and um, on the screen, there's those long infomercials they used to have uh back in the day this is so this is somewhere in uh, the early 80s the yeah the early 80s 83 84 something like that so i think it was about 1984 so 1984 sally struthers is doing these long infomercials on ethiopia and raising money uh, to feed the hungry in ethiopia that infomercial comes on and i'm seeing these children with these descended stomachs and flies in their eyes and they're feeding this porridge or whatever it was out of a, uh, you, know, I don't know, out of a spoon or something like that, and trying to save these children's lives. And as I had the gun in my mouth, literally all the way in my mouth, with my hand on the trigger, getting ready to pull the trigger, um, I see these children. And then at that very moment that I saw the children, with the flies that were in their eyes and uh, distended stomachs from starvation, I looked around and I realized I was laying on a heated waterbed. Uh, with a with a an open uh, with a, with the ability to get through a a door that I could open and go and just kind of just sit in the jacuzzi and relax. In my refrigerator, I had you know food and and, and drinks and uh, uh, you know condiments. Uh, I had a shower. I had a toilet. I could flush with the water that many children across across our world cannot get without hiking tens of thou- tens of hun- tens of miles, not tens of thousands, tens of miles. And I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> are you kidding me? I, 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 I'm going to get ready to kill myself and, uh, these, and these children are fighting to stay alive? Um, and what a ridiculous notion. And I just put the gun down and I literally started to laugh and say, oh my gosh, my problems are so minute. Um, here I am in a air conditioned, heated house, three bedrooms, one bedroom, all to myself, on a heated water belt and outside, outside the the house, I have a jacuzzi, and in my refrigerator, that is my story. That is not to say that that is all that you need to 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 not consider suicide. I'm just telling you that was my story at the time, uh, and thank God I did because after that, I became a full time police officer. I then went on uh, to do a a large number of other things in um, in that time. Where um, my my daughter just bought me brought me a drink. <laughs> seemingly that she thinks I might need one. Um, and so, um, but I went on from there. I, I went from a very dark period of time where I thought there was nothing to live for. There was nobody that wanted me to be around that. Nobody loved me any longer that, that nobody would even miss me to seeing that I have a lot to live for. And I have a lot of reasons why I am so more advantaged. I, at that time, again, I'm not saying that you have all these things. You could be homeless right now. You can be struggling right now, but I'm telling you that that there's more out there for you. And I realized at that moment that there's more out there for me. And I went on um, and became a full-time police officer. I remember during my time as a police officer, I'm going to share this one thing with you that you don't know what's going to happen in the future. There's one thing in particular where there was a a call of a a teenager. I believe he was about 16 or 17. Uh, I was probably about 26 or 27 at the time. And the call went out that uh, uh, they're looking for a suicidal teenager. He was last seen at this address. Now, um, and they think that he may have cut his wrist. And I was in a, you know, the downtown area of Anaheim, and they said he's at this address, and that he's, he, he's, he ran away from his friends or something like that. He, anyway, he was on the run. He had left, and he had cut his, cut his wrist. The address is on the one side of the 57 freeway. At that, part of where this 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 residential tract is there actually is a a pedestrian bridge that goes across the 57 freeway down to the other side uh, of the freeway on the east side of the 57 freeway the call was on the west side of the freeway um, and the bridge goes to uh, the east side of the, the freeway i know that a large number of vehicles were going to the address on the west side of the 57 freeway i had remembered that there was this this and thought about this pedestrian bridge and I said, well, since everybody's going to the west side of this area, I'm wondering if this teenager who's probably used this pedestrian bridge hundreds of times growing up in the area, probably run across that pedestrian bridge. I don't know why, but I just thought that that may be the best place to go. So I go and we call it code three lights and siren where I go around the corner and go up on La Palma Avenue Eastbound of Palmon Avenue, come down into the residential area on the east side of the 57 Freeway. And wouldn't you know it, at about that time, as I'm approaching that pedestrian bridge, I see him running across the pedestrian bridge and then down uh, the steps. And then uh, then he's running um, down the very first street. I forget the name of the street. I wanted to say Redwood, but that's on the uh, west side. But anyway, he's running down the street. And um, I park my I, I bring my car up to um, about where as close as I get to my it in the park. I get out of my car and I start running after him and I tackle him and I hold his hand, his wrist shut because I can see that they're bleeding profusely. Just tons of blood are coming out of his arms and I hold his wrist closed. Um, uh, I had already given out my location that I saw him and they sent the, uh, the paramedics to where I was and they were able to save his life. I don't know what happened uh, to him after that. But the reason I bring that story up to you is because if I would have taken my life um, a couple of years prior as a reserve police officer laying there on a waterbed, um, um, uh, upset about my situation, then I would have never had that opportunity to save that teenager's life. I'm not telling you that I'm some great person for saving somebody. I'm telling you that I happen to be in the right place at the right time because of my choice, the choice. That I made not to kill myself. I could tell you hundreds of other stories in a 21 year uh, police um, career where, with with without with, without me being at the right place at the right time, if I would have taken my life, that there's a great possibility that I would not have been there for other people. So I just want to tell you that you don't know that that's the same opportunity you have uh, for yourself. Um, later on in, in, in my life, I can tell you there's a lot of other uh, um, uh, subjects and uh, not subjects uh, other. Um, Injuries that I've had, depression, anxiety, where I thought I was going to die. And always, I thought I went back to that period of time when I made the right choice. And that was not to take my life. That I have now have five five children that um, I think would be better off if I stick around. I think that uh, I'm a pretty decent dad. And I think that uh, uh, they all still love me. They all still visit me. My daughter, my 26-year-old daughter just came here to visit me. (laughs) <laughs> not because she hates my guts, probably, because, you know, we love each other and we have good times together and we laugh together. Again, if I would have taken my life, she wouldn't be here today and we wouldn't be here um, uh, having the ability to celebrate Christmas together uh, alone, just her and I, right? Um, the And the other four children that I have. And then I'm uh, in a relationship with a fantastic woman who has a daughter of her own who uh, her and I have seemed to connected and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm just encouraging you that, that there's going to be not only the time that I had, like, uh, Similar times like I had when I was younger, um, but other times where I've had very tough days, uh, days of anxiety, depression, I have some PTSD and some other things that uh, the thoughts of like, oh, man, I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if, if um, you know, if uh, the world would be better off if I wasn't around. I'm telling you that it is. Uh, and uh, the things that will come of it, because of you sticking around and then making better choices, maybe not making the same bad choices that got you in that situation—financial situations, gambling, taking drugs, um, um, gosh, a whole number of other things that you know, doing things that you just shouldn't be doing. That uh, if you just simply make some shifts, you know what? What uh, oh, I remember uh, at, a, at a at a marketing event that I was at that uh, they talked about in relationship to golfing that in golfing, if you um, have, uh, have a shot that you've taken uh, and you, you hit the ball and you're just off just a smidge, at the end of that little bit of a smidge uh, offness of your stroke on the ball, it, at the end, it goes way like like yards and yards, if not 20, 30 yards off the target. And then, but, but if you just sometimes make a little tiny shift back on, back on target and you try again, you just a little tiny shift and you make that little tiny shift you hit the ball and now it goes straight down the fairway and and you could actually have a hole in one and and just to kind of keep that in mind that sometimes it's not a huge shift we we often think that oh my gosh my world is over there's no way that I'm going to fix this it's, it's too it's too difficult the the task of of getting over something or, or making a change in my life is just so overwhelming, whether it's uh, believing in God, whether it's uh, finding other friends and getting around to some of your older friends, if it's simply just not being uh, around toxic family members that you really need to get away from. You have, met, I mean, again, I got to tell you, sometimes you can be around some family that are just toxic and you need to change those, those family members and say, listen, I love you, I love you enough not to be around you anymore because it is just not good. Just but make it. But they they seem so huge at the time, but in reality, sometimes they're not huge shifts. It's just this little tiny shift, and you make a little shift in your life, and you can you can make a hole in one, and you can you can change your entire life. And so in coming on today, I just want to let you know through my story, uh, through just waking you up a little bit and saying, oh, my gosh, I just saw this guy's uh, uh, live video. He's talking about suicide. How dare he? You know, I'm so depressed. I want to be angry. And here he is talking to me about it. If it's if it's you, if you you are considering this, are you if you're having a bad day, if you are um, um, considering that, you know, the world may better be better off without you in it. I'm telling you, you're wrong. I am absolutely telling you wrong. You're making a huge mistake. I'm not telling you wrong so that you can be more depressed. I'm telling you wrong because because you need to be you need to understand that there's somebody out there that loves you, and um, and and will miss you, and uh, you could virtually affect somebody else's life. Uh, I have too many friends this year in 2020 whose children have committed suicide too many people that i work with i know that at least three police officers i worked with strangely enough in um, in this area alone who they've lost um, young children in their 16s and their six, in their teens sorry in their teens i think they were 16. in their teens all the way up into their early 20s that have committed suicide and now those families do not have those children in their lives who knows what those children would have done if they just would have got through the dark um, uh, times um, the dark cloud that was hanging over their head if they just would have just pushed through one more day just to see if there was something else if they just would have talked to their parent if they just would have talked to somebody that was close to them if they just would have gone to church and said hey is there anybody i can talk to i'm, I'm thinking about committing suicide." if they would have dialed a 800 number uh the suicide prevention number if they just would have dialed that and maybe got somebody to talk to them if there's somebody that's able to dial that uh, or to put that in the in the comments that would be awesome um uh, April and Amy, I know you guys are pretty good at finding those numbers. If you if you um, have that number handy, if you could put it in. So let me let me look at this comment, and I'm going to show you share with you that I am not alone in these thoughts. Um, uh, Margaret uh, Mueller uh, says so true um, uh, about the the subject that I'm talking about that it's uh, it, it, it's it's there's so much truth, uh, uh, and I hope you understand that I'm not saying this to make myself sound any better, but there's so much truth in what I'm telling you because I've experienced it both as a police officer responding to suicides and myself in in the thought of committing suicide I, i've been around it and i know a lot about the subject matter and have uh, talked to others who who have clearly talked about it thank you so much um april uh four years four years we don't even know what's going to happen in the next four seconds <laughs> i saw on the news there's another rv uh being investigated now in cincinnati oh we had the rv over in uh, nashville tennessee uh, margaret says uh, it uh it hits a lot closer to home than you know Oh wow, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Margaret. Um, If you uh, couldn't ignore it, uh, that is because the Lord wanted to use you to help someone out here in need. Yep, I I couldn't. I kept trying. (laughs) I kept thinking, you know, I don't know if people want to hear this on Christmas, and then people don't, and that's the problem. People don't want to hear it. People don't want to share it because hey, this is the time we're supposed to be talking about Merry Christmas. Uh, the, the 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 birth of Jesus Christ and all the all the goodness go What'd you get for Christmas? Oh I got some good stuff uh, But we also need to talk about the other side of things um, I think and that's kind of what finally motivated me to get started uh, By the way Merry Christmas. Thank you. I appreciate that so much April says uh, I've never thought about suicide, but I have had uh, really dark thoughts where I felt so hopeless. Yes, and wished I had never been born Yeah I, I maybe should have prefaced that um, I felt like I wanted to just be erased from the planet because I felt worthless that I would never succeed at anything in life. Absolutely. We all have, we all have at different times. Um, we don't see it coming always. If only we can recognize the signs. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially in our children, it seems like, gosh, you know, I can't imagine the pain and uh, you know, I got five kids and I cannot imagine the pain if you know, of my friends where this has happened, where they're going, gosh, what did I miss? If I just would've, you know, there's those times where you see maybe them moping around and you go, if I just would've maybe went to their bedroom and sat with them and says, hey, what's going on? Why are you so dark? Why are you so sad? Why, why, why are you hurting? If I just would've done that, uh, would that have made a difference? Um, you know, both Courtney and I, uh, you know, went through a divorce with her mom and um, uh, there's so many times when we're in a divorce that we're so concerned about ourselves, about the financial aspect of divorce, about custody, about that I have to uh, do this or that and the other thing based on um, a, a a court order. And we often, you know, maybe forget about the children that sometimes we should walk in the room and say, how are you dealing with this and what what's going on with you? Um, I don't know that I did that enough with, with Courtney and I, I'm not sure that I'm doing it enough with the kids, uh, the, the young kids that, that are going through it now with me. Um, and so that's that's something that we always have to remember. Uh, Amy, hello, uh, late to the party. Uh, my dearest loved one died by suicide in 2016. He was a combat veteran and highly decorated naval officer. I know that if he had not given up hope, he would have enjoyed countless blessings. Thank you for talking about the difficult subject. Thank you, Amy, for sharing that. Um uh Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Thank you. I knew uh, April or Amy would would have it up here in the in jiffy. Um, available 24 hours a day. Uh, languages, English, Spanish. Uh, learn more at 800-273-8255. So 1-800- two, seven, three, eight, two, five, five. I'm going to leave that up until the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the broadcast, uh, which is not much longer. I just wanted to bring awareness to it. I wanted you to think about it. I wanted you to, to see if there's somebody around in your home right now that seems to be walking around a little bit mopey. Uh, and again, I want you to also understand that sometimes somebody will be walking around with a little bit more energy and a little bit more happiness. And um, it, it is a, a defense mechanism that some people have where they become the opposite where they become super happy really jovial and it's almost like wow that's not normal that's not normal for this person to be that weird (laughs) right they're like really like overcompensating for being unhappy they're being super happy hi how are you doing and hugging you really tight i missed you so much and you go wait a minute that's not how they normally act that that person too may be struggling so just keep that in mind that it's these extremes of emotion, the extremes of behavior that you may need to sit down and say, Hey, is everything okay? Not, not in the sense like you're, 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 um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, you're being obnoxious in the way that your question is you just say, Hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? How are the kids? How, how is the family? How are you doing? How is work?" working? That kind of stuff as you're talking and spending a little more time with them. Sometimes those, uh, those things will come out, um, that, uh, you need to be aware of and go, Oh, you know, I went through the same thing. Um, and, um, you know, one thing I did and, and tell them if you did go to a psychiatrist or go to a psychologist or go, go to a counselor or went to a church member. That was, a, I almost forgot about this, this. is really important is that as men and Robert, and uh, I didn't know if I didn't see any other men on here. I'm sure there's other men watching, um, but sometimes us men and maybe even some women, um, we have difficulty going to somebody for help, like a counselor. Like a psychiatrist, like a psychologist, that, that we won't, we don't want to admit that we have a problem. Um, I am telling you right now that I have had some fantastic psychiatrists. I have had some fantastic uh, psychologists that I have gone to that have virtually changed my life in a lot in a lot of ways. Um, they made uh, they made some really good points, or they hypnotized me, or they may gave me some medication at the very right time that I needed it, and and virtually saved my life, if not changed my life forever that have allowed me to do some uh, things that have helped other people. So men, going to a psychiatrist, going to a psychologist, a counselor, going to church and asking for help, finding another man and saying, you know, um, I'm wondering if you can help me out. I'm, I'm having difficulty with something. That that is not um, a reduction in your manliness. That is not um, a being a wuss. That is not being all the other thing. It's not being a pussy either. It is uh, simply a fact that we need other people to help us get through some very, very tough times. So make the call. Go to if you belong to Kaiser, if you belong, uh, you know, if, there, if you have no uh, insurance, maybe go to a church, maybe go to a buddy and say, you know what? I'm not sure if you've ever felt this way, but um, I had a really difficult day yesterday. I had a really difficult time uh, last, uh, you know, last week or over the holidays. And you know what? I, I thought that I might actually hurt myself or, or take my life. Have you ever felt that way? All right, give it a shot and find the right person. Message me, message somebody else. Um, Again, you go to the church, you go to the church and find a pastor there and, and find somebody that you can talk to and say, is there somebody I could talk to? I, You know, I'm just having a rough time right now and, and would hope that there's somebody that I could talk to. Man, they'll, they'll find you somebody like that. I know it. Uh, go to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. I know they will. Go to Friends Church. I know they will. Um, go to Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. I know that they will have somebody that will be more than happy to uh, to help you uh, and get you to this. So, men, I'm telling you, um, we, are the, we are horrible at asking for help. I am telling you, go out right now and ask for some help. You have no idea. Um what your future holds and uh, trying to, and making that decision or deciding that you wanna do that is the worst decision. Making the decision to talk to somebody and and to actually sharing your, um, your pain with somebody is the right decision. And it will, it, again, it will change your life. I, I know that I've said that, I hope to not be wearing that out. It'll change your life and the most important thing, you'll change somebody else's life, I promise you in my book uh falco walking with god and a dog that's not a pitch you don't have to go buy it but in my in my book i talk about it and i can't tell you how many people that have uh, emailed me probably 15 people have have told me that they've read um that book and there's things in there that have really helped them get through some tough times you can do the same thing i promise you all right my friends i love you guys april thank you for sharing hey diane nice to see you joining us merry christmas to you and you're welcome i um uh, i felt that I had to do it. I, I kept trying. Uh, I, I kept my, my, um, uh, you know, my. Um, there's, uh, you know, the. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right words. My flesh, I guess, is the best way of putting it. My flesh was telling me, "No, you don't want to do this. It's it's Christmas. Everybody should be celebrating, having a good time." <laughs> but, but my heart and my soul said I had to get on and talk about this. It's just the the messaging of you need to Andy, you need to talk about suicide. Andy, you need to go on and tell your story. Andy, you need to to tell people that they're loved. Andy, you need to tell people to go get help. Andy, it, they just it kept coming up and everything that I was doing, and I couldn't I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop myself, uh, and so here I am. <laughs> my flesh was saying no. But every other aspect of my of my being was telling me I need to come on and share this with you. So hopefully there's somebody out there that this message reach reaches and um, you will simply go out there and talk to somebody. All right, my friends, I love you guys. If you anybody that's watching feel the the, the, the need to uh, uh, go call somebody, just call them. Say, hey, I, I haven't seen you lately or your messages on Facebook have been, um, uh, you know, have been concerning. and I just want to check on you and see how you're doing. Those are all the things you can do to help somebody call them. Go to their house, knock on the door, um, um, uh, meet with them. Hey, go, go meet me at Whole Foods. Let's go have a let's go have a drink, or let's go have a you know uh, um, uh, a juice or a coffee or something like that. Take the time to do it. There's somebody out there that you need to talk to. I can I can guarantee you. All right, my friends, thank you for coming on and and sharing uh, uh, your thoughts in the comments. And if you have any thoughts, if you're watching the replay, please make sure and put them in there. You don't have you have no idea how they may uh, change somebody's life. All right, my friends, I love you. Take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye you uh-huh.